This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. Barreling our way towards the weekend. Good morning, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. So last night, the Mets, with a win, they take the series um, from the Braves, which is good to see. And better to see was Matt Harvey, who not only gets the win, but he looked like the Matt Harvey from a few years ago. And in, in maybe not power-wise with the arm, though he was in the mid-90s, but physically looked like the Matt Harvey of old. He didn't look like, as they called him on the back of the newspapers, Fat Harvey. No, 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 no. Not and at all. when a man, I realized this last night, Jerry, anybody who wants to look slimmer than they really do, if you shave your face, he looked boyish. <laughs> he did. When I was looking at him, I was like, there's no way this guy could get supermodels now. He looks like a young boy. Right, and he's what? He's got to be 27 now, 26? Is that what Something he is? like that. He did. He looked like a little kid. I agree. He looked great. He was not... He just looked very calm on the mound, slim, clean-shaven. That's my kind of Matt Harvey. Did you enjoy Ron, uh, Ron Darling during the broadcast when they were talking about the clean-shave look? Uh, he was... Uh, I listen, when I pitched... Not shaving because I'd sweat and my face would just burn. I never had that. I mean, I kind of know what he's talking about. I don't know what that is. But what do you mean? <laughs> well, you shave. I do shave. And you but sweat like a pig. I don't sweat. That's the oh. thing, Jerry. I don't ever do anything wherein I'm sweating. But your head glistens. It does glisten. But I think, uh, you know, sometimes the uh, facial hair gets itchy. That's why I would shave it off. Well, he says he won't or wouldn't because his face would burn. Did you, I mean, did you watch a lot of that game last night? I watched night? Uh, probably the first hour and a half. How about in the beginning? Now, you've heard the reference, the can of corn, right? So they had the first fly ball. That's a pop fly. Yes, they had the first fly ball that uh, Jay Bruce made, uh, the catch. And there's Keith's funny, and he's something like, well, this is the major leagues. you got to make that catch. There's a can of Del Monte. <laughs> like, what does what? that mean? A can of corn? It means like, you would... The reference is guys that back in the day didn't make a lot of money. So uh, this is how I understand it. Anyway, they would take jobs in the off season, and a lot of them would work in supermarkets, delis, whatever, and they would be taking the the cans from the top shelf, and they would catch them. So hey, there's a can of corn. That's how I understand the reference. And I think listening to them last night when he says a can of Del Monte, I think that's pretty right why wouldn't they put corn on a shelf that was more accessible to people you have to refill the shelves al you know my mom was a taller gal than usual she's not right. super tall but she's taller than most women i would say so whenever she would go food shopping uh women especially older women would ask her to grab like a say a can of corn because she was a taller so your mom could have been a baseball player well basketball i was thinking mm. shooting hoops right and then uh i see this jerry tim tebow oh wait a second you he... want he... <laughs> that is a T-ball home run. How about that? He hit a home run in his first minor league at bat. He did. I loved the, the in the newspaper today, the headline was Immaculate 
connection. <laughs> you know what the best That's part of it good. was? Well, we get all these references when he does something like this. How about the fact the poor guy didn't even know it was a home run? Tebow didn't he when he hit it. He stopped at second base. Oh, he thought it was doubled, like a uh, ground rule double. I think it's tough to see because all of the videos are from people in the stands. They don't televise these uh, Firefly they games? They may or they may not. I don't know. But all the videos online are from people in the stands. On social media, they post the video, which is where I get that. This is a legitimate Tim Tebow home run. So we're not making that up. That's the home run. Uh, what you can't tell is if the ball, like, hits above the line on the wall to where he thought it was off the fence. But it's just funny because he had the issue at spring training where he didn't know which batter's, um, which on-deck circle to be in, which side of the plate to go to, which was bad. And then he hits his first home run, and he stops at second base. Who's not? They're not televising these Fireflies games? the Fireflies. Did you hear the crowd, know. Jerry? There's more people there than were at the Met game last night. <laughs> Tebow's there. Wilmer, People are going to show up. Wilmer Flores' home run didn't get that reaction. No, Wilmer Flores. Listen, the weather, I even contemplated going last night. But Why the would you do that? the weather was so bad. My, my son likes the Mets. I figure, what the hell? And I thought the place would be barren because of the weather. And I also knew the weather forecast for the night was good, so they'd get the game in. And then we opted not to go. And then you turn the TV on, and you got Gary, Keith, and Ron basically in an empty stadium behind them. <laughs> Now, uh, Tim Tebow and the Fireflies are coming to uh, in Jersey, Lakeland Blue Claws. I saw that. It's I'm Lakewood, getting tickets for that. Not Lakeland. Lakeland's in Florida. Oh, Lakewood. So your mistake. You apologize. Blue Lakewood. I'm How going do you not to that. Know that. You live down there on the weekend. I'm going there. I'm getting. Get the, I didn't get the tickets. You should get the tickets. They're probably sold out. I guarantee you, if the Lakewood Blue Claws know you're coming, because yeah. they, they've offered this to me, which was very nice. They will have you throw out the first pitch. Ooh, could I throw out? Can I pitch against Tim Tebow? No, but you oh. could throw out the first pitch and possibly Tebow, Tebow could Tebow. catch oh, it. Oh, that would be awesome. Although he's not a blue claw, so I don't think that would oh, be the right. case. Oh, uh, right. Opposite team. So you should do that. All right. Put that out there. You, you're an attention whore. You love it. Well, I wouldn't Put say that. Put it on that. Twitter. Well, yeah. No, yeah, you are. Right. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Facebook right. and anything else where you can self-promote yourself. No, those things. And this, right? This is good. Oh, this is this. We can work. post this audio. And tell the blue claws you will be there, and I guarantee you, you'll have an opportunity now, to throw out a first. Go to whore. It would be <laughs> awkward for me to call the blue claws and say I'd like to. So no, I think you if, have to be invited. Right. So if they but happen to hear maybe this. Maybe they're hearing this. I, Lakewood blue claws. And they call me to yes. throw out a first pitch. Go to whore. No, while no. the fireflies are there with Tim Tebow. I guess. Hua. I guess I'm available. Now, have you been there before? You're nothing but a hua. <laughs> I've not been there, no. Lakewood, the Blue Claw Stadium is going, about though. as good a minor league stadium as you will. We go, we probably go to, I would say two games a summer we go. Boy, you're constantly at baseball with the family. Your Blue Claws, you're be contemplating well, the Queens trip. not to be, you know, a single man in your early 50s well, and 40s. you had children, you might have boys or girls that I like see. baseball, too. I am back into baseball 100% in the last five years because of my son. All right. So that's it. Yes. I was even watching the Dodgers and Padres yesterday and the Nationals Can you and the imagine Dodgers, Padres? What my life has become. <laughs> Jerry, uh, there's a very popular podcast called Pardon My Take. Okay. Very popular. May even be May even be number one. I believe it's a Barstool Sports production. Is that true? Very popular. They got Theo Epstein on as a guest. By the way, I couldn't get Theo Epstein on. And now we're at WFAN. Uh, he, well, this is Barstool. I mean, they've become very popular. Yes, very popular. I have two podcasts, but even those don't equal a part of my take. One right. podcast. Maybe you should go work for Barstool. Oh, 
for a podcast. Matter of fact, the, the, the former Colts kicker, McAfee, is he's breaking stories for Barstool. I think I'm 20 years too old to be uh, employed there as a as an on-air person. They go mm, for a younger demo, that. Jerry. I'm not sure about that. So Theo Epstein was on, and he claims that during the negotiations with um, uh, Kurt Schilling, mm. that they used a printer in Kurt Schilling's home to print out the contract, which seems insane. Well... And when they went back there to get the uh, contract off the printer, that he that Kurt Schilling had a book back there negotiating for dummies. Well, why not? <laughs> like the the name of the book. Have you gotten any of those books? The dummy books? Yes. I've not. They seem goofy on the surface. They're really good though. Like I have um I have a couple of them. Electrical for dummies. Electrical. Because I had no idea how to sw- uh, to swap out like the little outlets. <laughs> right. Right. Great. Even the electrical for I'm not sure I would yes, play with the electricity again. It, I it looks funny. I the whole thing is weird. The yellow and black cover. It looks like you know a moron book. Right. Looks but, like Cliff Notes. The yes, old Cliff Notes. But they're actually really good. I have plumbing for dummies. Sports updates for dummies. I certain books you have. <laughs> We're gonna take a break, and I'm gonna punch him in the face, and we'll be back in a moment with Craig and Chris Christie on the van. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, Craig and Chris Christie coming up in two and a half minutes. Quickly, Mets did beat the Braves last night, 6-2. to two. They win the series. Matt Harvey was terrific. Also got a home run from Omar Flores and a big hit from Travis Darno. Yankees are in Baltimore tonight. Interesting, I know we have one other story about football, but James Caprillion's their top pitching prospect. So he's had arm trouble, and now he's had another setback. I'm just wondering if Craig is going to bury the Yankees' medical staff or, you know, wonder if it's... Bad news for the Yankees. Oh, Yankee bet. fans like myself. No, it turns out he's a Yankee fan. Boomer. <laughs> that was a clip. Uh, Jerry, uh, there's a a guy who was a draft prospect who went to the combine. His name is Jordan Morgan. Never heard of him. Probably never will hear of him. But he says that uh, when he was there at the combine interviewing with a team, they challenged him to a staring contest as, now, as part of the thing. As you read and did the research, why? What, how what did it say why? He didn't say why. Now, it kind of could make sense to me, right? You want an intimidating guy as I stare you down, Jerry. What position does he play? He's like a, some sort of lineman. Some sort of? Is he yeah. offensive or I defense? Don't, okay. Jerry, he'll play whatever <laughs> position. During the interview, he'd be like, I could probably punt. I'll kick. I'll do whatever you need me to do. But aren't they, the more we learn about these these meetings and the combine stuff and when you get together with the teams, don't we realize... Some of the stuff makes sense. Right. Some of it is just one, a waste of time. This kind of makes sense I to guess. me. Because you want to stare down your opponent to intimidate them. I suppose. Them. You know what I want? I want someone that's going to run and tackle and catch. That's what I want. I would win this contest because when I've... Uh, no, you wouldn't. Well, let me tell you my you experience. You could stare down Eddie. Yeah, but I'll tell you where my staring... Stare down contest. Go. Where my, No, I can't do it. I right, exactly. But where I can do it in, uh, in a very crowded bathroom at a sporting event... In order for me to be able to use the bathroom, I have to stare at something. So I'll stare at like the 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 washer on the urinal. Kind of like the way you stare at yourself on TV during this segment. Oh, what a this? whore! Be listening <laughs> hourly this hour and every hour from six. Yo, six o'clock. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, 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 Boomer and Craig Carton. Flashback. <laughs> It's Friday. Holla! 
Tom Izzo here for another installment of the Boomer and Carton Show Flashback Friday. For today's flashback, we take a few calls from Boomer and Carton Show Hall of Famer Omar in Brooklyn. Known for his short fuse and long-winded rants, Omar is an all-time great BNC caller. With so many great moments, today we focus on two calls that sum up the show's relationship with Omar. First up, on the eve of the 2011 Giants-Jets matchup, our boy Omar calls up in support of the Giants due to his hatred for the Jets. Omar is famously a Buffalo Bills fan. Keep in mind at this time, Rex Ryan was still the head coach of the Jets, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback for the Bills. So we take you back. December 23rd, 2011. Here's Omar in Brooklyn on the fan. Omar, what's cooking, baby? How are you, sir? How are you, uh, my fine friend? How are you? How are you? Yeah, listen. Good morning, sir. Yes. First thing first. Let me tell you, a lot of people care about Buffalo Bills. You can ruin my team. So stop dissing my team, okay? Second thing. Your team sucks. Yeah, here comes. Here comes. The bottom line. Here comes the New Jersey Jets and the New York Giants. The thing is, New York Giants, I thought the whole week around, maybe the Jets will win the game. Yes. But Rex Ryan, as a neutral evidence of this game, I said the Rex Ryan started dissing Tom Coffin for no reason in the other team. He pumped up everybody. The thing is, this is the moment, this is the time when Rex Ryan will be shut up for everybody and you guys all get smacked. Listen to me. You are going to be dismissed. You are going to be out of the playoff hunt. You will get a thrashing that you have ever heard. Your quarterback will get injured because you know why? The Giants have the reason they have won the Super Bowl. They will raise their level because the Jets haven't seen it. They will raise their level up. They have five to show. Jets fans have no price. They just have stock. Baronies. The Giants in a rock. 17 New York Giants will ruin New York Jets breakfast and all Jets fans will be next fan Sunday. The Buffalo Bills have lost seven consecutive games, Omar. <laughs> it's not about Buffalo Bills right now. I have come to realize our season is over. Now I'm feeling the joy when your season is going to be over, Cotton, and you will be crying on the Christmas Eve when Giants will run the MetLife Stadium. All right? Boomer and Carton Show button pusher, the Eddie Scazzeri. Omar was fantastic because he was so energetic and so into what he was saying and his point, and he had such passion. Uh, even though you really couldn't understand him because he has possibly the worst cell phone known to man, and he would get so excited that that made the connection even worse. And he has a little bit of an accent, so the combination of all those things... Uh, made it tough to understand, but, uh, you know, you would get his main point and his main feeling uh, would come through. Perhaps he wasn't genuinely an angry person, but when he would think about things, he would get all worked up and became uh, sports angry, if you know what I mean. Uh, he was always um, angry that the Giants and Jets still use the New York Giants, New York Jets, even though they play and practice in New Jersey. And therefore, he said that the Buffalo Bills were the only true New York team, which is an argument I've heard many times over the years. But quite honestly, it's uh, ridiculous. Omar was not only was he never offended by any of the sort of interactions we had and the, the fun we had at his expense, but 
he actually came up and visited us one time, and he lost a bet, so he allowed Boomer to put a cream pie in his face. And we actually have a, a drop of Omar saying, Boomer will cream pie me. Boomer will cream pie me. Which is fantastic. Omar still calls the overnight program. Uh, this according to Al Dukes, who will monitor the station on the way in, whereas I am just listening to The Hobbit on tape. I do miss Omar. I wish he would stop calling uh, Tony Page and Mark Melusis and spend all of his uh, calls uh, for Boomer and Carton. You know, if you if it's like jail and you can only call once a week, then I would hope he would call us. All right. What happened to Fitzpatrick Magic? <laughs> <laughs> it's not about Fitzpatrick. It was done next year. I thought it was tragedy. Guys, yes, guys, we roll over there because you know why? You got to be there. You got to perform. You got to behave like you have been there before. And Rex Ryan and all the Jets fans don't behave like that. You got to behave it. Tom Coughlin behaves it like that. Giants fans behave it. Come on, Kelly. Come on today. I want to hear from you. So that you can get Ron Cardin's Christmas for tomorrow. <laughs> what are you going to be watching? Oh, guys. We are on. Yesterday, okay. I have to tell you what, thing. Hey, Cardin. Yesterday, last night, I have an advertised T-shirt. I have a green T-shirt. I have a blue T-shirt. And one of my son wanted, hey, I, he's, uh, he wrote for the Jets. And my, my Buffalo Bills, and he said, no, I hate the Jets. I want the Giants to win this game. Okay, so my daughter, three years old, she doesn't know anything about that. So I said, whoever going to decide is which shirt I'm going to wear tonight when I go to the warehouse. I tell my daughter, whichever shirt you will choose, that I will wear. She chose New York Giants. I did ice blue. I'm all blue right now. Buy jeans blue, blue t-shirt, Giants all the way tomorrow, baby. <laughs> and while the Jets and Giants are playing, Tim T was going to be running all over your Bill's defense. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, listen. I'm not ready. I'm already over the bills from this year. I'm thinking about this. You talk about you, us, we now. You are going to be in that bad weather on Sunday, baby. <laughs> Great job, Omar. Omar right? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy holidays to you and your family, kiddo. All right. See you. All right. Very good. There's Omar. Omar celebrated the following night after the Giants beat the Jets 29-14. That was part one of Flashback Friday. Wow. Oh, 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 and there's more. Oh, keep going. For part two, Craig gives Omar a quick lecture on what Americana means to him, and it doesn't include hockey, because... Nobody cares about hockey, Boomer. Now learn a thing or two about this great country from one of its greatest Americans, Craig Carton. March 28th, 2012. Here's Omar in Brooklyn on the fan. Omar, good morning. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, Dude, hey, what's happening, brother? Oh, how are you, Boomer? How are you? Good morning. Yes. Right. Listen, I want to say something to you, Cotton. Oh, yes. And the thing I want to say is, like, when when everybody wants to, when Boomer wants to talk about hockey rangers, and you said nobody talk about hockey and nobody cares about it, and you cut him Nobody down. cares about hockey, Boomer. And the thing is, the, the main thing is, Oakland and Seattle, you're making a big issue out of this, and you don't let Boomer talk about hockey. Yeah, because... And it's the New York Rangers hockey. Yes. And, and you right. talk about Oakland and Seattle, that nobody cares, and you're making a big issue. Oh, baseball, that you are going to watch Oakland and Seattle out of 162 games. Omar, you are an American citizen, correct? 
Yeah, I am American right. citizen. So do you understand for Americans like you and like me, we're like brothers because we're both Americans. Yeah. I don't give a damn that it's Oakland, Seattle. I could care less about both those teams. I have no interest in either one of those teams. But what yeah. I do care about is a little slice of something that I like to call Americana. Do you know what Americana is, my friend, Omar? Let me explain to you, my friend, what Americana is. Americana is Chevrolet. It's apple pie a la mode. Hot dogs. It's hot dogs. Americana to me is being able to take your children to the ballpark for Major League Baseball opening day. Cracker Jacks. With Cracker Jacks. Peanuts. Peanuts. Popcorn. Steak and shake. The seventh inning stretch. Sushi. Opening day should not be Seattle, Oakland, and Japan or any other foreign country and Americans not be allowed to partake in the celebration of the return of baseball. Do you not understand that? I, I agree with you, but the reality is the, the, the time has changed, my friend. This is a new technological world, and people do care what is close to them. And the more thing they care about is how, if you are most Americana, how dare you do not talk about American soccer game reaching the Olympics, and Boomer has to uh, put you in test like American soccer game qualify for the Olympic soccer. But you didn't even know about it, and you were talking about Seattle and Oakland, Americana, and not about American soccer game reached the Olympics. Soccer's not American, my friend. Hockey is not American, my friend. But there's nothing more American. I am more desperate than why you not the Omar, you have a lot to learn about this great country of ours. I think, I think Omar should agree with me. You and I were both born under the American flag. Omar, I love and you, the freedom man. You it and I are right in lockstep for this. You and I live in a country <laughs> that yeah. respects the American pastime yes. of baseball or yeah, baseball. Yes, you and I, every spring, look forward to the crack of the bat, the smell of the open grill, and the notion that why not this year for our team? We don't live in communist Russia. We don't live in oppressed countries. Cuba. We live in a country that celebrates as a rite of passage right. from father to son, no. from grandfather to grandson. Oh, yeah, you tell him. The beauty that is baseball. You tell him, Craigie. And you don't ever F with opening day in my country. And that's what they've done. They have bastardized one of the great days on the calendar. Because I do what all other Americans do. Regardless of who you root for, you circle the day when your favorite team plays their first game of the year. And you celebrate the official return of baseball. And, and, and boys uh, of summer. With, with, with all the things that you have said, how about Mario That's American. That's American. Oh, my God. I will not wait for that. We have a blue space. And everybody, the 1990s Buffalo 
Omer and Carton Show producer, Al Dukes. The first time I remember talking to Omar, I knew the guy, like when he calls in and I screen the phone call, he's got no energy whatsoever. And even when his calls start, they kind of start off very slow, but he ramps up very quickly and gets super excited, very animated. So to me, that's a perfect caller. Omar always got on the air if he got through to me. The difficult part is getting through sometimes on the morning show because we don't take a lot of callers. When people call in, they get put on hold. It kind of ties up the phone line. So uh, anytime that Omar got to me, he got to Craig and he got on the air. Omar gets very angry at his sports teams. So he gets very angry about the Knicks. He gets very angry about the Buffalo Bills. And then he also loves to attack the Jets just because he knows Craig loves the Jets. I met Omar one time. He came into the studio. There was some sort of bet that he had with Boomer. It was probably about some Buffalo Bills game or something about the Knicks. And the bet was that if Omar lost, he had to come in studio and Boomer was going to hit him in the face with a whipped cream pie. I am Omar. Well, Omar lost the bet. He did come in. Boomer did hit him in the face with a whipped cream pie. We did get to meet Omar. Very nice fella. Uh, Boomer actually is the one who had the idea to play the Chaya Chaya music from, uh, I think it was, uh, what the heck is the name of that Denzel Washington film? Inside Man. I think that's the soundtrack where that movie, uh, where that movie soundtrack came from. Not many callers have their own theme music. So good job by Omar getting his own theme music there. Omar was never offended by the music. In fact, he loves that we play the music. Uh, whenever we would have Omar on and we would play the music in the background, people would always call up and say, uh, that's mean. Does Omar know you're playing that music? Yes, Omar knows we're playing the music. He has blessed it. He likes it. It's great. So what happened to Omar? I do get this question a lot. Here's the thing. Uh, we have software on our phone screening software wherein if you call the radio station and get on the air, it doesn't allow you to get through again for another two or three days. I forget what it is exactly. So Omar is on the road early on his bread route, so he calls the overnight shows quite a bit. And he gets through right away and doesn't have to wait on hold. Uh, so when he does that, it kind of negates him from calling into the morning show because he comes up as a blocked caller. Do I miss Omar? Yes. Yes, I do. Hey, Omar. 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 <laughs> you guys are going to get T-bowed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, good job, Omar. Talk yeah. to you again soon, buddy. <laughs> there you go. That was a little slice of Americana. It was. There you have it. The legendary Omar in Brooklyn. Hopefully with more memorable calls to come. That'll wrap it up for this Flashback Friday. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Tom Izzo, and you stay classy. If you enjoyed the segment, please do us a favor. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. And now an Al Duke's Classic. In a midtown New York club with Antonio Pierce, my bud. We're in the VIP section with no metal detection when I just shot myself. Well, the bullet went into my thigh, so I knew I wouldn't die. And since I couldn't run, handed Pierce my gun, and he drove it to my house. Ouch, I just shot myself. Ouch, I just shot myself. The fine money I lose hurts more than the bruise. I just shot myself. Ouch. Imagine Vic and I on a prison team. 
having Stallworth with a band of dream. Well, what can I say? He got 30 days yet. All I did was shoot myself. Getting two years will stink. But will give me time to think. If I had a chance, I'd have no gun in my pants. And I wouldn't have shot myself out. I just shot myself out. I just shot myself. The fine money I lose hurts more than the bruise. I just shot myself out. One more time, Omar. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go.